0: You are listening to Intro to Extra, the life and times of polar people, the podcast where an introvert and extrovert talk about how they perceive and experience life differently through random musings and anecdotes.
1: This podcast is meant to explore experiences and is intended to provide a certain level of empathetic understanding. In no way are the opinions expressed in this discussion an absolute about introvert and extrovert realities, simply two individuals' awareness of each other's methods of coping with their existence in the world. Each week, we will discuss a new phenomenon and will end when we feel we've exhausted enough experiences or no one actually listens.
0: Hey, everybody. I'm here with my co-host, Greg.
1: The extrovert, and I'm here with
0: Ross, the introvert, and today's topic is going to be quarantine. So, Greg, tell me a little bit about quarantine. How does that? How does that make you feel?
1: Well, now, as I as I likely refer to my my living situation, the the prison that consumes all of my personality and being, um, and now people in prison are going to be offended at this point. Now, people in prison, like, dude, dude, do, you don't even know. Let's move beyond that. We're being psychological prison and metaphors. Read the disclaimer. Anyways, um, I think quarantine, the first three weeks was exciting. It was new. It was like, cool, work from home. Everybody else's work from home. I'm learning a new skill, how not to pound my pencil against the table, whatever it is for, on the phone. But But yeah, no, now, now it's just, it's dragged on at this point. Like now quarantine just feels like this punishment that I have to wake up with every day. And the way, the way I usually talk about this is just this idea that like you never get your batteries recharged. And so, yeah, you have Zoom and ways to get in, but there's only so many virtual happy hours that aren't actually happy that you can go to before you're just like, dude, I'd rather just, you know what? No, like if you're not coming over, I just don't know.
0: So, so how, how long does it feel? How long does this time frame feel to you? Like it's been, it's been six months, right? We're in August, end of August. How long does it actually feel like you've been quarantined in your mind?
1: Oh, this is an absolute lifetime, Ross. I mean, this is this has been... I mean, I'm counting the days now. Like, I joke about it being prison, but I seriously, at one point, if this wasn't my parents' rental house, I would have, like, scratches on the wall of the number of days that we've been locked up. Um, but, I mean, I think the same thing goes for you. So how are you feeling in quarantine?
0: So it's... in, And I wouldn't say it's the greatest thing ever, but it, it doesn't bother me at all, right? Like, it's... Do I miss traveling? Do I miss going out with my wonderful wife? Yes, absolutely. Am I perfectly content hanging out here all day long and just having basically a topped off full battery, as you would say, all day long? Absolutely. It's wonderful, right? And for me, time frame, I I seriously was talking with a coworker. I was like, it's been three months. He's like, he's an extrovert. He goes, don't do that to me. It's been one, two, three. It's been five months. Do not do that to me. I'm like, sorry. He was like offended. And I was like, it only feels like it's been a couple of months. Like, so for me, it's like, it's been super fast.
1: Yeah. It's definitely different. I mean, I think, I think we extroverts, or at least me personally being an extrovert, you notice the days because each morning that you wake up, you realize how difficult it is to get out. I mean, I was reading an article about procrastination and the idea that it's really hard to get motivated to do tasks when you know, they'll just be waiting for you tomorrow and the scenery doesn't change. The environment doesn't change. Um, I mean, I wake up every morning and it's like, okay, guess I got to trudge upstairs and go to the computer and, and do it again. And something I used to enjoy, which was that chance to break away and be in front of a computer when I get home and, you know, check out email and shop and whatever. Now just seems like a chore that I have to sit in front of a computer.
0: Yeah, see, for me, I don't, the routine is even better for me now because it's even more structure around things, right? And part of that is, granted, I'm a routine guy to begin with, introvert or not, right? I, I I love the routine, but for me, it really helps with the routine. Now, going back to what I said, what do I, what do I miss? Yeah, I miss travel. I would ask you, what's the first thing you would actually do when you get out of quarantine? Like say there's a vaccine tomorrow. That's just, you know, wishful thinking. What's the first thing? Would you just go out and hug a person? I mean, would you just like, would you have a restraining order within, within like <laughs> half a day?
1: No, I don't, I I don't think extroverts are looking for human contact from the physical sense. But I mean, I was, I was actually thinking about it. Like I was, I was even planning out what it would take to go to Barbados right now. I'm not even a beach person. I'm not like, ooh, I want to be stuck on an island with a, with a specific diameter of places in which I can travel. But I was like, wow, that sounds fun. At least I could live somewhere else and meet new people. And then you have to realize that you have to go through the whole thought process and go, no, it's probably going to be the same thing again. Uh, and I think that's that's a lot of it, too, for extroverts. Thinking about touch, I don't think it's the human physical touch piece that extroverts are missing. I think the reason they're anti-mask is that idea that you can't see someone's face. I don't think it's so much the mask itself, because I've, I've gone out, I've worn the mask, yeah, it gets hot, we're in Texas. But I think it's the lack of being able to give facial expressions. You just see eyes. And if you don't have if you're not one of those eyebrow people that has like those amazing, like you've just had a little too much Botox, like you miss out on the facial expressions. And I think ah, that's the
0: eyebrow people.
1: <laughs> the yeah. eyebrow people. But I think that's I think extroverts are missing that sense. So what the first thing that I would do, I think. Would be to go out and be out in the world with, without my mask on and I mean, do it safe, I haven't gone out without my mask on because I'm just a little bit paranoid, but the idea of being able to go to dinner and sit with them and, and, sh- and tell stories and show all the smiles, and, and hopefully you went to dinner with people with good teeth. but you know, like basically <laughs> go out and be out and about, and I think that's, that's what I miss. And I think I, I would imagine it's somewhat similar for an introvert in this situation.
0: Yeah. I mean, the first thing we would do is we definitely go out to a restaurant, right? Go to a movie, to a theater where I don't have to make my own popcorn. That would be fantastic. But I I asked my wife that we're both, we're both introverts. And I said, what, what would we do tomorrow? She goes, we'd go to a movie, just the two of us, (laughs) and then maybe go to dinner, just the two of us. The, The two people that have been living together in the same house for six months with only seeing close family members. We would still just the two of us go to a movie, but that's what, to your point, the facial expressions that is important to me for people that I'm close to, right? I want to see that. I miss that interaction, right? We went and visited, we did a road trip, went visited with my mom and we stayed socially distanced, right? She's, she's a little bit older, so I'm very careful. She probably wouldn't have minded me, you know, giving her a hug or something, but I'm like, Oh, I'll stay back. But it was fun interacting with her. I really enjoyed that. Did I have a desire to go in and go to some sort of? I'm not a bar person. I don't know. I don't even know what these are called, Greg. <laughs> Places that have lots of no, people no, I don't know. No, no. What let's, is let's, that let's even go, called?
1: Let's go off on that bar thing for a minute because I think I think what what makes our relationship so unique in the introvert extrovert. Why this this even this podcast even was invented. Is that they don't, the, the listeners here don't know about the trivia, the trivia night conversation. And I think that probably tells it, tells it true. Um, to the listener, Ross lives vicariously through me in some ways as an extrovert. And I do live vicariously through Ross as an introvert. Um, one day before, pre quarantine, uh, Ross decided to send me a text message to tell me about what he had looked up on the internet, which was what bars were having a trivia night. And then told me, in my single state that I was in and that like, you know, you could go out and go to trivia night and then tell me all about it. And I think in some ways it's nice to have an introvert friend that sends you things to do. Um,
0: I, I was I was just trying to be – I'm <laughs> sitting here being like uh, – First off, what does an extrovert even do? Second off, what? Do, what how do they date? So I'm, I'm just like googling stuff. Like I almost put in fun extrovert activities. I'm like, oh, trivia. Greg would like trivia. Uh, it,
1: but it, but unfortunately, I went to the trivia night, and apparently, our introverted world that's being created more and more as we go. The trivia night was played at different individuals' tables with electronic buzzers. So now oh, you're yeah. not actually playing around. Like no one's talking. No one's talking mess. No one's talking to each other. It's just that group of four people are playing with themselves basically against a bar and it was more lonely in that setting than it was if I was at like a group of four people's house playing trivial pursuit I mean see,
0: I'm like I'm like tell that genius thank you whoever decided <laughs> to come up with that idea because you know you know they were like I like trivia but I don't want to interact with others beyond my circle so, so you went to Introvert Trivia. That's what you. Ended uh, that's up what that's going what to. that
1: was. That yeah, Trivia Night at a, at a pub, which was just an extension of at home playing. You don't know Jack on the Switch. Um, but I think that's I think that's the interesting part. I don't know how much, and I think that's the thought process for me with you is how much is the world going to be different now that we've experienced COVID land as opposed to as opposed to how how different was it really before we got here like everybody says oh, i miss going out i miss doing these things but for most people when i ask them they don't really do that much different except for go to a physical office which is what i think people are missing is that change of routine that idea of a different space
0: yeah and for me you know i thought about i thought a lot about this like what what is something that would stick right what is something that i didn't do before that because of this quarantine I would continue on doing, right? And, you know, I joked, it was like, well, I'd keep getting a DoorDash because somebody brings me my food and it's I don't even have to talk to the waiter, basically, right? You know, I don't don't even have to interact with this strange person. But I was curious, like for you as an extrovert, what, is there something that you have learned or experienced being quarantined that actually you're like, you know, I'm going to keep doing that. Or that's something that, is a is a life change that I'm going to make.
1: Well, I do I do appreciate delivery. I do like the idea of delivery and the uh, the the fact that we have the logistics now that we can get things delivered in grocery stores. It is a time saver. But I do miss the grocery store. Granted, I get myself in a lot less trouble now um, that I can't go to the grocery store. Starting up random conversations, like for instance, I won't be like in the hair dye section and tell someone, "Oh, that color looks good on you," and not realize that that somehow is a come on. Um, you do that I have done that and I have realized very quickly you can't do that that's what that is don't do
0: that (laughs) <laughs> Jot down grocery store shopping is an entire episode because that you – pr- you, prob- you probably get dressed up to go grocery shopping. Oh, I do. I, I, see, I, I do, see. and
1: I, I'm happy. When someone stops me in the, in, the, in the pathway and they're like, oh, hey, they see that I have vegetarian options in my cart. They're like, oh, hey, what do I – I helped a lady at the Walmart before COVID land. I helped a lady at the Walmart figure out what really good vegan dishes at like 9 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday because I was by the tofu. Like that. I mean,
0: do you really feel that your impeccably pressed shirt is what caused her to ask you about that? No, it's just I was the did, only
1: guy standing by the tofu. That was about okay. it. And the other guy from the Fair Walmart enough. couldn't help her out.
0: Okay, okay, okay. I, I was like, I, I was like, maybe that's that's but, something for all the but, single listeners out there. Is you know, press your shirt before you go to the grocery. But I
1: have, I have dressed up to go to. I mean, I happen to have been, just been coming from you know church, but I showed up at the at the grocery store in a in a suit jacket and the lady was like oh wow it's really nice that people dress up and don't just wear their pajamas to the Walmart and I'm like well you're a little bit judgy but at the same time the fact that my personality evokes people to talk to me tells you a lot about me my color choices everything about me is an extrovert you see me coming before you see me I mean that's sure kind of the idea Right
0: now. Now do you, now you're, you're at home all day. Are you, are you dressing up just like for work? Do you, do you still do on the full ensemble or are you like 95% of the people that I interact with? It's like, this is a ticket for t-shirt land. I'm going to go straight t-shirt every day.
1: I have tried, I have tried to dress up and I just get made fun of because no one wants to dress up. And so they're like, Oh, take actually, The bank president, true story. The bank president, I wore, first time meeting with her, I wore cufflinks, I wore a suit jacket, I wore a tie. And she was like, mm, Take that jacket off, like that. Like I'm in a t-shirt. Like take that jacket off. And I was like, okay. And she's like, and you have cufflinks too. The point is, is that, that would it like, be mortifying. <laughs> Absolutely, she started mortifying. it. She started it. I was trying to be professional.
0: No, but, you started it. You were you were dressing up, <laughs> and she saw you before she heard you. Remember, you just you just got through saying that, Greg. Greg true. You just got true. But is very that true. Like, so so to that point though, you're dressing up. You've decided it's not worth it. People will say stuff. Does that bother you? Like that as an introvert, like that would bother me. Like if I, I wore something, someone's like, Oh, you're wearing a wearing a t shirt, kinda of slumming it today, huh? Just uh wearing that t shirt? Like would that would that bug you? Uh
1: I, I've had I think people are less likely to tell someone they're bumming it in a t shirt than they are to tell you you look dressed up. I mean, I wore a pink it's bubblegum. I've worn a pink jacket to work and people are like, What's up, good humor man? How you doing, bubblelicious? Which By the way, if your boss ever calls you Bubblicious, you, yeah. And that was at the conservative company you and I used to work at. So um, tells you a lot about clothes and and appropriateness. But I think think for me, it doesn't bother me so much if someone points it out. But I could imagine with you, it probably would bother you if someone did point out like your apparel choices.
0: Yeah. Now, taking it back with a little tangent there on apparel, that'll be another one. How we dress because that's. That's a whole nother way to, that's a whole nother way to blend in that as an introvert, I have mastered that, right? I will go with the styles and trend of like two years earlier to where it's not quite out of style, but it's not in style. It's, it's, it's a narrow gap, but if you can, if you can go right in there, you can go totally unnoticed. So how long, how much longer can you do this, Greg? Like I'm, I have my opinions of how much longer I could do this without like my travel and being able to do some of the hobbies that I have that do require me to go out and, you know, be amongst crowds. I'm a Disney fan. So there's that, but how much longer, like, do you feel you can go through this?
1: I mean, Disney's a whole nother story, right? The idea of going to pandemic wonderland just doesn't seem like the trip that I want to make. Uh, I mean, I was already worried about the germs that exist at the Disneyland park. Um, I don't care how clean they are. And I you know I'm a big Disney freak as far as leadership and, and those things. I don't care how clean it is. I have seen kids, yeah. But uh, I think for me, I, we're going to do this as long as it takes. But at some point, at some point, I'm going to do the math and either go to see new scenery and go to see new people, or mm-hmm. I'm going to just pick up and move to Charlotte where I'm supposed to be going. Sooner than later, just because I can't do it anymore. But I think, I think I want to make more decisions around January, February timeline. Uh, And I think that's about all I got left in me. Anything longer than that, I think we're, life just won't really seem like it's worth existing in necessarily. And that sounds really depressing, but I think it's, it's like what, how much life I can give a year to this, right? You can do anything for a year. After that, it's kind of at that point where you go, okay, how much risk am I willing to take here?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Are you gonna? Have you thought about getting a pet? mean, mm. does that? I mean, and this is this is coming from right. Introvert ignorance alert. Right. This is totally. Would a pet help? I guess maybe that should be the question. Right. I know it's a, so it's says not the guy cat. with
1: three cats. So says the I guy help. with three no, cats. Two,
0: two, two. Cats. You could you could Come have three.
1: Now. You could have three. Fair, but I don't. <laughs> just two.
0: <laughs> not cat man yet. Not quite. But I mean, just. I, my my cats help me cope deal with
1: it <laughs> i think i would i mean i think i would like if i wasn't allergic to cats i think i might consider a cat they're a little bit low, lower maintenance for for me i had dogs um i had dogs for a long time i like dogs I think right now, because my life is kind of in... I think that's it, right? I think there's a couple of things going on here that's not necessarily for introvert, extrovert. My life is relatively in limbo. Would I like a pet? Absolutely. A pet would probably be doing wonders for me right now. And yes, I could borrow one to foster, but with my heart, I would end up loving that thing and never giving it back. They'd be calling sure. me for returns like library books. Can you bring the puppy back? Are you, can like, you No, bring-
0: <laughs> no, no, no. He needs more fostering. <laughs> he, needs right? more fostering. he needs more fostering. Right? <laughs> Under my tutelage, he will grow up to be a wonderful pet for someone else. But he needs more fostering. Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing I, I realize one thing I do miss, haircut. Oh man! Boy, do I miss oh. a haircut! All right now, I'm now now. Fortunately for anyone listening, they don't have to be looking at me right now because I've got like this weird looking like '90s ish, somewhat long hair slash mullet starting to grow in the back. It's it's pretty glorious, but. I'm missing the haircut. Now, I could go on and on about whether or not I like to talk when I'm getting a haircut, and a haircut is something that's a business transaction versus a social experience.
1: Do you talk, Russ? Do you talk to them?
0: I I do, but that is because the person who's been cutting my hair has been cutting my hair for over 12 years. So I have established a relationship with that person that I'm comfortable. But if, if you send me to Great Clips right now, I'm going to it would almost be like I just show them a picture and don't even say words, show them a picture of what I want to cut my hair. Right. (laughs) Just make, just make a little scissor symbol, you know, just like little scissors, you know, whatever, whatever ASL is for scissors, I would learn it and I would go in there and I would just sign it and just show them a picture. But are you, uh, you looking forward to the, to the haircut or are you just going to let it go? Just going to let it, just keep letting it grow out.
1: My mother wants me to let it grow out, but I, I, I mean, it's, it's fine. I have all these curls. Um, Definitely, definitely bordering on the puffball. But I, you know, I have, I am same as you, right? I'm a little bit more particular, uh, fashion conscious, whatever. I have a stylist because I'm bougie like that. And uh, yeah, he won't, he won't stay home. That's his problem. Like he, he has to be mm. out in the world. So I'm like, yeah. yeah, I read that newspaper article, 85 people infected with COVID because of the hairstylist. And I look at John and go, yeah, I said your name, John, on this podcast. Stay home, John. Stay home so I can get a haircut. Me being selfish.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Well, so one thing that both of us are experiencing right now is we both kind of gone into new positions, right? In, right. And whether the company we're at, new company, how you know combination of quarantine, like for even for me as an introvert, it's difficult getting to know people because I do I do enjoy interacting with people and getting to know them so that I can build that relationship and really open up. It's very difficult for me to do that in a new position. I'm curious, like from your standpoint, getting to know your new team, getting to know your peers, is it, what's the biggest challenge for you? Have you just, is it just, you just have to keep hammering away at it and just having meetings like versus, Hey, you could just go into the office and get to know these people.
1: It's definitely not how I'd like to meet them. Um I am a I am a casual interactor or okay, as t- yeah. Tell
0: me tell me more once again introvert ignorance what, what, yeah, is, what, so is it? what is that is that code for you're one of those people that just like randomly starts to talk to me
1: yes I'm like the guy who just gophers over the side of your cubicle and just like hey oh, hey what's going on that guy. hey
0: okay okay hey. yeah, yeah I, I know that guy yeah. I,
1: I would find out all the coordinates of all the people that I need to meet and then I would just quietly sneak up on them
0: <laughs> and like just be like
1: hey so you're so you're Jess huh uh, yeah. So we are supposed to meet and talk and yeah, I was supposed to get to know you and just, you know, put them on edge a little bit. It's not exactly the best approach, but it's, it's mine. And, and, and I'm not afraid of it. I think I'm much more apt to have kind of casual informal conversations and those type of interactions than I will have a formal one. The worst is to go to a meeting, uh, and not know anybody. Cause I like to know everybody in there and, And have that kind of interaction. Now that's
0: me too. Like that's one where I, I want to understand my audience. I want to know them for different reasons for me though. Right. For me, it's more, it's more motivating, like motivated by what can I do to learn what they're motivated by for you? It's more, how can I interact with them more and build this relationship? I'm not there. I'm not there to build a relationship right off the bat, I've got to feel it out, right? I'm going to be more reserved and figure that out, which is kind of easier to do in quarantine, honestly, because I can sit in a Zoom meeting in my small little video square, just kind of hang out there, turn the video off if I'm, you know, if I'm not feeling it, turn the video on when I'm feeling it. But I can't imagine for you not being able to physically walk into a room and read emotion and like, well, yeah, because and I think you, I think that's unfair, that actually.
1: And that's that's really the extrovert-introvert thing that's unfair. The best we have right now is video conferencing. That's the best we have. And the idea that you, you either all decide to go all in on the video or we go no in on the video. This half, you'll see the people jump in with their video and others don't. And I get it. You can have an excuse like my laptop camera doesn't work, whatever. But come on, at some point I can mail you a $30 camera. The idea is is that you can disengage. You can tell when someone's on video, because I know when I'm not on video, I'm not accountable to anything going on in the video in the conference. And I see that with everybody. I see that you have 30 people on a meeting, you have five people with video, and they're the only people that are interacting because they can see each other's faces. Granted, they're like looking to the left, not exactly looking at the camera, because if you've done the look in the camera thing, it's kind of creepy, like someone stole well, your
0: soul. It is. It is, and it's exhausting after a while. But but there's still a level of there's still a level of you're you're opening up, right? You're opening up to the person right. when you when you share video to to the people on there, right?
1: And it is exhausting, but that's but again, I think that also speaks to the to what's happened with meetings. I think. It, it, Greg's opinion is not relevant here on productivity. This is about introverts and extroverts because I have an attitude on a reason why people schedule tons of meetings is to hide the fact that or obfuscate the work that they're actually doing. But beyond Greg's own biased, cynical attitude towards that, uh, I do think that the that that you should be present meetings. The video does give you that, and I do understand that extroverts dominated the workplace before. And if you weren't an extrovert, we had no empathy for the introvert who didn't want to go to meetings all the time and would be exhausted by it. But at the same breath, the extroverts are trying really hard to make sense of the world today in COVID land and trying to do these conference calls that aren't playing real well. And it's not, I mean, we're trying. We're trying to do the work that we need to do to be engaged. And we find that in the workplace, introverts are even more introverted now and work from home than they were prior. To give you one other way to know how I've learned how introverts work in COVID land, there's that, there's that five minutes before a meeting starts, right? And you have that kind of buzz, like it sounds like uh, when the horns and the strings go at a symphony, when they're just kind of warming up the instruments, there's like that instant buzz at the first five minutes.
0: Oh, uh, yes, that buzz. When exactly.
1: someone goes, <laughs> when someone goes, does anybody have any filler? You can better bet in a meeting of 50 people, Greg is probably still the first guy to bring on the filler. Uh, and what did I talk about yesterday? What did I talk about on Friday? Oh, yeah. I was pointing out how very few people, how, how very few people have high-speed internet in San Antonio and how that, the, the, oppressive, the oppressive nature of uh, the modern economy has created in the pandemic. And like, <laughs> like no one had anything to say because, well, one, you can't refute me. And second of all, yeah, who does that? Greg does that. That's what Greg does. Yeah. He guys makes everybody uncomfortable before the meeting even starts.
0: Well, and so what's in, what's interesting is, and it's an interesting point you bring up. If I'm in a meeting, there's there's a level of, if there's enough people that I've established a relationship with, there could be a hundred people in there. If there's enough people I've established a relationship with, I don't mind being the filler guy, ironically enough. Like, like I, I don't... I'll start talking to them. Now I'm I'm talking to them. So I feel bad cuz I'm not talking to the audience. But I'm at least talking to them and sometimes people will jump in and say other things. I don't mind that. That doesn't bother me. That doesn't that doesn't make me anxious or anything like that. I'll be the I'll be the filler guy if it's people I know. Now I'm not going to burst into a room of 50 people and start talk, start talking about the economic gap and how it relates to internet access in San Antonio. I know it exists, but that's that's a that's a triple G thing all day long right there. You go you go for it, bud. I'm I'm gonna be talking about how hot it was in the morning for my morning run or something, right? I'm I'm starting with the weather, right? That's an introvert topic right there. Start with the weather, ease into the conversation. <laughs> it's okay. No one's gonna judge you for talking about how hot it is in San Antonio. So
1: Yeah, no. No one will Yeah, the weather is an interesting topic. Like, no, I mean I know do know the rules, right? You don't talk about sex, you don't talk about politics, you don't talk about religion. Uh, and and at the beginning of any conversation, but there are plenty of other conversations you probably shouldn't talk about and I will hit all of them.
0: (laughs) Is it, is it, is it worse because you're, you're quarantined now? So like your filter is just kind of like, bye-bye. Just completely. I think a
1: lot of people's filters are, are gone. Definitely extroverts filters are gone. I, I definitely see the boundaries of space. Because I think I do think I do think that anonymity. I've I've talked about this before. If you text someone, there's so much anonymity. I think that's the reason why people feel comfortable sending inappropriate pictures and saying inappropriate things to people on text. Because, well, it seems anonymous-ish. Well, ish-ish, right?
0: nothing's anonymous people. phone call do phone do call
1: that. definitely has some of that too you can be somewhat confident when someone can't see you i noticed that in, in in meetings on zoom if you can't see a video you're much more apt to say things that you probably wouldn't say if you were on video 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 still though allows some wall to be there because the space itself is still filled by the space you're used to being in you're in your home you're in your comfort zone already And even if you try to make it look like an office and everything else, it's still somewhat where you feel most comfortable so you have that confidence. The workplace is very different. The workplace almost had this idea that you'd walk in. Now, what I will say, though, is I love that there is no more... There's very limited pomp and circumstance. People used to tell me all the time, Greg, you need to sit up straight. Why? Like, what does that have to do with anything? The content's what I'm here for. Why does me sitting up straight have anything to do with anything? But the image matters. And I think... What COVID has done is allowed for people to be themselves more. Mm-hmm. But again, as we point out throughout this whole entire discussion, extroverts and introverts are becoming more and more themselves. And I think that's that the I worry broad, about how widening, big that divide will be the when gap. we come back. Yeah,
0: yeah, the the gap is getting wider, and and it's going to cause more problems. Well, well, Greg, you know, I'll say this: keep fighting the good fight, man. Uh, you can do it, and. Uh, you know, if you need, if you need a therapy session or if you need someone to talk to, just Wasn't look this in the therapy? mirror, just, well, just look in the mirror, start talking to yourself. <laughs> just pretend you're someone else. Right. Just be like, Hey, how are you? How's it going? Yeah. You right? you know, I, something like that. But I think, I think, I think it'll be good. I do think to your point, big concern is the divide, but I do think we're learning more about people. Part of the reason we even started this, as you said at the beginning is I don't know how you're taking these things, right? Like I hear different anecdotes from people who are extroverts. As an introvert, I think, "Oh yeah, I'm handling it this way," but I'll talk to other introverts and completely different perspective. So,
1: yeah, I think I think what today to to sum up and recap some of the things here and and you know, I'll let you sign off this, but but we've covered I think there's a few topics to come. I think we haven't I've only scratched the surface of the overview of kind of work. Um, we've, we have plenty more to go into. I think there's, it'd be interesting to invest in understanding how we became introverts and extroverts and and those realities. But I think just on the surface conversation, we might be able to give people some sense of empathetic understanding of their plight as we go, because, um, that again, that's what we set this all up for was, was that. So I'd be curious, uh. Uh, even i am curious to know what we're going to talk about next next week uh, and next week's on on podcast section i mean we can definitely go into my dating exercises that's that's been an interesting event uh, quarantine what's, what's, dating for an extrovert what's
0: what's dating i'm i'm an introvert what what's dating yeah does right that even mean? it's 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 just that's going to be yeah. that's going to be one-sided conversation there greg i'm going to tell you right now it's
1: not not
0: exactly i'll tell i'll tell well i'll tell you what uh what my perception is of how <laughs> of how extrovert state so that'll be that'll be entertaining very very unscientific but uh, entertaining nonetheless so yeah we'll we'll talk more and to the ones of twos of maybe tens <laughs> of people totally listening yep. to all of my to all of my family members and friends if you made it this far congratulations <laughs> but yes thank you to everyone for listening to the first episode of intro to extra Thank you for listening to this week's Intro to Extra. Next week, the topic is school.